fun. Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen. Joined today, Rappler Dad to take the day off. It's totally fine. It is just our good friend Mason. How you doing, Mason? Pretty good. How about yourself, Eric? I'm good. Had uh, kind of a last day at my radio job today, so on to new things. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, excited to be here podcasting tonight. Lots of exciting stuff going on in week 18. Also spent most of my day fighting with my Xbox to try to get Microsoft Flight Simulator to work because uh, I want to fly a plane. So yeah, that's that's kind of kind of how my day went. How was yours? Oh, uh, very long and boring. Started a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, I it's think melting that's... away, but there's still quite a bit of it out there. So. Yeah, I think that's the way it tends to be in Buffalo now. Pretty, pretty snowy most of the time. Um, let's just get into it. A lot of games to get to. A lot of games have playoff implications. Do I know exactly how each game has playoff implications? No. But I know which teams are still kind of alive. I actually have a fun handy-dandy chart. Oh, um, oh wonderful. You're going to be a life lifesaver, Mason. It looks like the scrollings of a madman because there are only eight teams currently statistically eliminated from the playoffs, which means there are 10 other teams that still have to get knocked out with only two weeks to go. So, so many teams have just enormous amounts of paths to either make or not make the playoffs. So, we're, we're going to do our best on that. But yeah, it, it's genuinely crazy out there. Yeah. I believe the only game without playoff implications is Cardinals Falcons. So we will skip that. Nothing there. Let's start with Panthers Buccaneers. This game is basically for the division. That's what I've come down to. Would you agree with that assessment? Absolutely. That whoever wins this is definitely winning that division and going to get bounced in the playoffs. Well, if it's Tom Brady, I'm not so sure about that. I'll I'll never I- count. I'll never count Tom Brady out in the playoffs, no matter how much evidence there is to say I should. Um, I want to talk about the Panthers, though, because over the past three weeks, they have run the ball at an unreal clip. Their running game with Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, of all people, has really been explosive down the stretch. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, if you would have told me their rushing totals last week, over 200 yards rushing, over 300, right? If I'm remembering correctly. It's hard to remember exactly what the totals. If you would have told me that, and then you would have told me that they had traded Christian McCaffrey earlier this year, I would have never believed any of that nonsense. The fact that they're getting away with this without a generational talent at running back like they had literally earlier this season is incredible. And if Steve Wilkes doesn't get to keep that job into next year just from this performance alone. Like, they've lost their minds down there. Yeah, I think that's a very, very fair assessment. Um, They're also led by Sam Darnold, who's been surprisingly average over the past month. Uh, I just want to read some uh, his stats for this season, which has been basically five games at this point, four. So a pretty interesting sample size. 61% completion percentage, 
I would say that's around league average. 759 yards in four games. Not terrible. He's not lighting up the world. But here's what's important. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's playing the best football of his career. Now, does this mean that it this offseason, the Panthers shouldn't be aggressively shopping for other quarterbacks? No, of course not. And David Tepper has always wanted a flashy star quarterback, so I imagine they'll be pretty aggressive in the Derek Carr sweepstakes, which I'm sure we'll get to later. But the Panthers have a decent quarterback and a decent run game and a decent defense. Hopefully, J.C. Horn gets back before the playoffs. They could legitimately do this thing, and and they have played really well over the past month. I've just been impressed with Sam Darnold. He hasn't wowed me with any throws, but he's done just enough to win games, and that was something he did not know how to do in New York. Yeah, it it it's clear that like there there's I don't know necessarily an improvement in him particularly, but at least like the coaching around him and some of the personnel where it was always so suspect in in every game he played while he was on the Jets, and so it's definitely been I, I kind of nice to see heck, all of the the uh, maligned draft picks of that year outside of Josh Rosen being getting another chance here in the past couple weeks to see if they can't hang on for another couple years. Um, but yeah, I mean, even looking at the the chart here, it, it, as long as Tampa Bay beats Carolina, they're absolutely in. Carolina needs a little bit of help after they beat Tampa Bay, but not much. Yeah. I think that'll be a very interesting subplot to watch the rest of the way. Tom Brady, I'll I'll say this. Tom Brady has not played well this year. And over the past three games, he has looked like a below-league average quarterback. Um, Here's my question, Mason, because there's a lot of rumors flying around right now about Tom Brady Will he go to the Saints? Might he go to the Niners? The Raiders? Reunite with Josh McDaniels? Are people potentially overlooking the fact that maybe Tom Brady just doesn't have it anymore? I think definitely there's a a chance that people are overlooking that. But I think like the main, um, at least narrative that's kind of selling that is like the dude blew up his life this season. You know, if if Giselle and the kids were still around full time, I would definitely be far more in the like, oh, he's hanging it up after this year. Like, this is clearly it. You should be done right off into the sunset. But it's like, man, he absolutely detonated a bomb in his personal life so he could keep playing football. Is this how he wants to go out? And, you know, his dad was on record saying, like, he's going to play till he dies. I don't want to see a guy die on the field, but if there was a guy we've ever seen play who might be willing to take that risk, Tom Brady's that guy. Yeah. Or play until you're terrible. Yeah. I mean, those are the other way to go down. But he has such an unassailable career that I think he could have two or three pretty bad years at the end of it. And he's still going to end with everybody being like, best guy who's ever played. Like, it's just is what it is. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. 
I, I for one, will not be hyping up Tom Brady this offseason. No matter where he goes, I will not buy into the Tom Brady hype train. And I need you I to think, hold me to that, Mason. I will do my best because I'm with you there. I think he there would have to be a team that wins almost in spite of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not that he'd be bad per se, but it's like they need the team to be so complete everywhere else. Oh, God, the Jets. Um, that, that, like, they could take a quarterback who has above-average decision-making ability and maybe a little below-average physical talent at that point and just win anyway. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of teams that could do it, but I don't know that any of them would be willing to break the bank for the guy. So Yeah. Bears-Lions. Lions basically have to win to keep themselves alive. I'll just say this. I know that everyone loves Justin Fields, and I get it. He's an explosive player to watch, and he has done some good things. He has not won this year. He just hasn't won. If there was a game that he could win and play spoiler in and really push positive momentum going into next year and have Bears fans think, hey, man, I think we've got our guy and we just need more weapons and to improve our defense, it would be this game. To me, I'm just making a personal plea to Justin Fields. Go win this game. Go shut up the haters. Go show everyone that you're not just a stats, a, a box score quarterback. Go out there and, and just win this freaking game and run all over the Detroit Lions like your teams are able to do and throw for 250, 300 yards and have a great day through the air and just show everyone that you are, in fact, the future of the Chicago Bears quarterback room. Now, I don't think that's going to change if they lose, but it'd be nice to see him have an absolutely monstrous day. It feels like it's been a minute since we've seen one of those. No, absolutely. And, you know, I want to give him at least a a year of a bit of a fuller cupboard because they really stripped that place bare on both sides of the ball. And... Yes, he should, there should be at least one or two games here that he can just become that wagon, put everybody on his back, and will the team to a victory. And the Detroit Lions are absolutely the team that they should be able to do it against because, yes, your defense is pretty bad and is probably going to let them score points, but their defense is so bad too. So, like, if you are that guy, this should be the game where you can just assert your will over them dominate it get the win so i'm definitely with you there i would love to see him just put that win on the books to give them something to hope for next year because if they can do that and then use the bevy of draft picks they've gotten and maybe sign a free agent or two they might actually have a pretty confident team next year absolutely and yes detroit needs to win out and they need some help after the fact washington and seattle both need to Drop a game. Absolutely. I've just made the decision, you know, my last week at work, the radio station, going to have a little bit of extra money because I worked on some of the holidays. Mason, I'm going to bet the board this, this last, this second to last NFL Sunday. This feels like a good NFL Sunday to place bets on almost every game, to be completely oh, there honest you go. with you. Well, just, you got to wait for the Rainmaker, too. He's been hitting lately. Yeah, I got to wait for the Rainmaker. I got to listen all the way through. 
the podcast, does the Rainmaker make an appearance? Because I feel like you've listened by now. I don't know. I have not. It dropped like 30 minutes before this came out. So. Oh, okay. I was listening while I was picking up my dinner, but I didn't quite, quite get to any Rainmaker picks. So we we will see what happens there. Browns, Commanders. Give me the playoff rundown for this one because I'm confused on the commander's path. Yeah, Browns are obviously dead. Uh, but the commanders, they are going to need so not too much help, actually. So they can get in either with winning out or just winning one, except if they win only one, they're going to need Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay to drop a game. Uh, winning so out all gets three in. have to lose. Yeah, for them to get in with only one win. But if they can muster two wins in these last two games, they're getting either the six or seven seed. Right. Here's what I'm interested for in this game. Here, and this is just like, can Deshaun Watson put up a good performance? Because he hasn't so far this this year that he's played, and he's not even getting better. He got worse against the Saints. He only threw for forty eight percent completion percentage and one hundred thirty five yards. Like, now don't get me wrong. This is not me rooting for Deshaun Watson, but like, it'll. I want to know going into next year if I have to view the Browns as a legitimate. Threat. Is this really just rust, or is he de- or has he declined as a passer? I think the next two weeks are really going to formulate how I feel about the Browns going into next year. I think they might, but I think at the end of the day, we're not going to know anything until next year. I think he got thrown in in a position where he hasn't played for over two years. And I don't – I mean, so the only real case study we have on that would be, I guess, Michael Vick. And, you know, he came back. I, I don't, I genuinely don't know the statistics for any of that or remember any of it, but was he really good when he first came back or did he take a while to knock the rust off? Um, and, you know, the only other person I can think of non-QB, though, would be like Le'Veon Bell, and he never really got it back. Like, he was just a a middling to average running back after he took that year solid plus off. So, you know, I think that there is a pretty fair chance that we this is what we're seeing from now on. He just – he's never going to get it back because he's been out of it for too long. And But at the end of the day, you know, I I don't know that that we have any proof of that until next season. I think that this just hasn't been enough lead-up time, enough cohesion time with his teammates and stuff to really put it forward. And I, you know, I'm with you. I don't, I'm not necessarily rooting for the guy, but something needs to get seen sometime soon, because I think at least for the team morale wise, like if, if he puts up two more games that are even remotely like the ones he's already put up, all of them got to be looking at each other. Like this is what we're tied to next year. Cause they paid him enough money. Like we ain't getting to just like find somebody new and figure this out later. Like, that's it. That's the guy we've hitched our wagon to. And that that can't be a fun way to look at your next season. Yeah. Um, I'm just really interested to see how this 
pans out for for Browns the rest of the way because finishing eight and nine or finishing is like just drastically different from potentially going six and eleven or seven and eight, right? Uh, yeah. No, that I they can't. No, lose it wouldn't be seven and ten. Seven and ten. 10. That yeah, that seventeen be. games because there's right. math. I can't. I like okay. I like more football. Don't get me wrong, but doing the math for seventeen games is just so much harder than doing the math for sixteen games. Oh, it it sucks. That eight and eight was such like a nice median to like know right where stuff was at, and then just adjust a little bit from there. And now it being nine and eight is like this odd bit of mental gymnastics my brain tries to do and usually does wrong yeah me too i'm bad at math broncos chiefs winning and right now yeah we we know that i want to get to the Chiefs second i do want to point something out i don't know if you saw this earlier today barstool sports of all places put out this kind of weird article that was like, hey, Russell Wilson has an office at the Broncos facility and his own personal parking spot, which on the surface level, it's not that weird. Like, I assume most quarterbacks probably have offices at team facilities, but people, you know, it's Russ and he's obviously clownable right now. And don't get me wrong, you know me, Mason. I Have I clowned Russ enough? I think uh, maybe not enough yet, but we're getting there. We're pretty but, close. Like your you would trajectory say I'm is an on ad, pace. You would say I have been Russ's biggest critic. No. Oh, you you are not defending Russ by any stretch of the imagination. I have to defend Russ on this one. That's a stupid article. Like I I think that most quarterback. I bet Peyton Manning had an office. I bet Peyton Manning had a parking spot. Like I bet Carson. Oh, yeah. I bet. Not Carson Wentz, but I bet Aaron Rodgers has an office in a parking spot. You know, I bet Josh Allen has an office in a parking spot. I, I think all big time quarterbacks probably have an office in a parking spot. I mean, I don't know I that will they necessarily say... all do, but like I'm with I'm with you. I think it's a non-issue. I did I wasn't sure what to feel about it really at first when I saw all of it. But, but Jerry Judy coming out. I'm, here's I'm what perfectly was satisfied. Really interesting. Yes, ex- I want to get to that. <laughs> That was really interesting to me because as much as I've said, as much as people have said, man, he must have lost the locker room. How are people going to take him seriously going into next year? Jerry Judy came out and publicly supported him. Corlin Sutton retweeted that tweet, which to me means he agrees with Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler came out and was very aggressive in his defense of Russell Wilson. So, And even Melvin Gordon, who was cut, chimed in. Like, I don't think Russ is unlikable in that locker room. I think maybe with the defense, he's lost some people. And God forbid his offensive line hates him. But but honestly, yeah, it, would make, it would make a lot of sense if they did. Um, I am, I'm just interested to see how he plays the final two weeks of the season. I, I don't expect, because typically when players hate coaches they play better when the coach is gone they get that kind of firing bump and it doesn't sound like nathaniel hackett made a lot of friends in that locker room here it is this is the the time play spoiler get them 
would I would I be shocked if Russ put up like sixty five percent completion percentage and like two seventy five and maybe this would be crazy. I and it's crazy that this number I'm about to say would be crazy, but three passing touchdowns. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But if I saw Russ do that one of these next two weeks, I might feel slightly better if they were selling me on keeping him the rest of the keeping him into next year. I might feel slightly better. But so because I feel like being a crazy person and trying to help you feel better. Yeah. I'm gonna defend Russ a little bit here. Okay, I appreciate so... you, Mason. Thank you. So I'm glad Brad's not here. He would be I... like, no, Eric, you're wrong. He's so Russ has object like objectively sucked this year. There's no getting around that. I I, I want to make it clear that I believe Russ is a bottom five quarterback. I think a big part of it though is he he isn't in a system necessarily that he's going to thrive in. You losing your running back at the beginning of the year, I think that killed a lot of what you were going to work with. I think those Marshawn Lynch days really showed you the system that Russ did best. It was game manager, let the running back be the dude who really was the showcase of the offense, and then when you needed a couple of magical plays, Russ is there to make somebody look a little foolish. He was never the guy who they were like, go out and make 10 wild plays a game and make sure our team wins. It never felt like they won that way. They were so successful when it was a defensive game and when they just played ball control with the, and the uh, team got a nice, hard running attack. Team got notably worse when Marshawn Lynch retired. The offense got they, notably worse. Dude, and you they guys never got the defense together, for it. They never put together a full season. Like, Russ always would start the season in, in those last Seattle years with, like, an absolutely otherworldly six- to seven-game stretch to start the year. And then he'd kind of come back down to earth for the second half of the season. Yeah, he had, like, one bomb game where it was, like, three interceptions and he couldn't get out of his head. And then he was just, like, average. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, and the Broncos, you guys got the defense. And so you just get a good running back in there. Man, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Russ is fixable per se, but I think that his skill set, as long as he still has at least a good bit of what he had back in Seattle, I think that's something that an offense could work around. It can't be through him. The offense can't be on his shoulders. But I think he could be enough to get an offense to be good. We'll see. I don't know if I believe that, but we'll see. I'm going to I'm gonna hang on to that because I think, again, with a good coaching staff, the right running game and the right system, I think he could be good. He's not some super elite quarterback who's going to just dig you out of holes, but I think when he plays well, he's not going to put you in one. I will say, take it out of his hands. The Chiefs getting 12 and a half points here is absolutely disrespectful. Oh, massively. They slapped you guys in the face pretty hard on that one. Like, not the, the last game though, wasn't even but... that. The last game wasn't even that big a loss. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, I think they're going to get up for, a Chiefs, for the Chiefs game. They haven't beat the Chiefs in what, like eight years at this point? Like at 14 straight games, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're gonna get up for this game, they're gonna go to Kansas City, and who knows what happens. But I hope it's a division game, you yeah, never know. I hope they win. It, it'd be nice to, you know, everyone rallies. Oh, it would be delightful. So, yeah. tell, tell me what, what the Chiefs are playing for this week. 
So the Chiefs are playing to hang Pat with the Bills at the moment. Um, most of their roads lead to the number two seed. Okay. So um, they need the Bills to lose to 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 get a, the one seed. Yeah, they need to win out, and then uh, Buffalo needs to drop one of their games because they have the tiebreaker against them. Which, hey, that could happen. So, like, yep. it, to I me, mean, I know you say most are all in play. I, yeah, I, I, I know you say most of their roads lead to the two seed. I just don't believe that. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. Well, they, it's, it's really just it's most of the like um, permutations of outcomes, like the majority of things that could happen end with them in a two seed it's not the most likely outcome i don't think it's just that like even if they win two if buffalo wins two they're automatically the two seed if they lose one buffalo lose once there are the two seeds cincinnati by beating buffalo gets in that mix and starts complicating things as well it's it's the the top three seeds are very muddy waters for those three teams and i think it's purely because buffalo plays cincinnati this week yeah and Giants, because again, they have the uh, Kansas City does not have tiebreakers against either of those teams. That's true. Giants, Colts. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this game, but it's basically winning in for the Giants. Yes, it is. Let me see here. I have uh, that. Let me just say, the Giants are making the playoffs. I am not looking forward to the Giants making the playoffs. I think it will be. Whoever they play against, I will pick them to blow out the Giants. Oh, for sure. But the, no, the, Gi- the Giants are nearly certainly making the playoffs. Even if they lose both of their games, Washington, Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay, almost all of them have to win out. Yeah. Which so, is that, impossible. That's not happening. Yeah. That's just not happening. Yeah. And also in, impossible for sur- sure, but uh, – even if one of them manages to win out, they still get the number seven seed. Well, did you say Lions and Packers? Yeah, Washington, Seattle, Lions, well, Packers. Well, see, that's why I said it's literally impossible. Right, and that's why I agreed with you. I mean, three of oh, them okay. could still win out, and that two, if two of those four teams wins out and the Giants lose out, they'll be out of the playoffs. But again, there's it's so much has to happen. The Giants are making it. All right. Jaguars, Texans. Jaguars have to keep winning. And I imagine this game that's going on right now that neither of us are sickos enough to watch, unless you have it on in the background, Mason. I just have the updates in the background. 10-0 Cowboys. Okay. Uh, yeah, third string Josh Dobbs against uh, the Cowboys. That's what a what a wonderful Thursday night affair this is. Uh, so let's just assume the Cowboys blow them up. Let's assume the Cowboys get the win here. Puts the Jags in the driver's seat. Basically, they win this game and the Titans lose. Are they in? Uh, if, the, if, if, if the Titans even lose, it seems like they're in. Or they've, yeah. If the Titans even lose, Jacksonville is in pretty much. Because week 18 is Jags-Titans, right? Yeah, week say. 18 is Jags Titans. And that that will absolutely be the decision maker because as long as Jacksonville beats Tennessee in week 18, they're in no matter what happens this week. So realistically, this week doesn't matter a whole lot for them. But say and they again, but, but but if they do lose, Titans are Titans are basically out if they lose tonight. 
Correct. The Titans do need to win out for the most part. It, Jacksonville would need to, I think, drop a game here. They in order need to, to lose to the Texans. The Titans. And I know, and I know Doug Peterson has had some weird losses this year, but I'm just going to say this. I know we don't do locks on this show, but this is within the lock zone. I would say the Jaguars would be my lock of the week. Like, easy. I, I, I don't think there's any chance they lose to the Texans this week. I think this is wow. a game where Trevor Lawrence cements himself as a guy that people are going to be talking up all offseason and hyping up to an unreal level because people keep forgetting this guy gets Calvin Ridley next year. Like... The Jaguars could be absolutely insane next year on offense. And he's been putting up 300 yards a week for the past month. Like, he could definitely do it against the Texans. I'm excited to see him play this week. Yeah, that should hopefully be a, a pretty easy game for them. But the Texans have been, like, better the past couple weeks for some weird reason, too. So, you know, they, they, could, they could lose to Houston and beat – Tennessee and still get in, but beating Houston definitely increases their odds quite a bit. And there is a world where we could see both Tennessee and Jacksonville make the playoffs, which is just tragic. All right. Dolphins, Pats. We don't know if two is playing this week yet. Uh, I, I thought I had seen earlier today that they ruled him out, but I will double check that. Okay. I, I appreciate that. I hadn't seen anything personally um it wouldn't make sense for him to play to be honest with you he should if he's really in concussion protocol they should realistically shut him down for the season but that's not always the way the nfl works um patriots somehow still alive but they're one of these teams where i'm just ready to get them get them out of here even if it's Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins take care of business get a win here get a winning season like go 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 try to contend for the playoffs what happens if the Dolphins win here I can't find uh, a positive confirmation one way or the other but it is late Thursday night he is still listed in concussion protocol as of four hours ago okay that's not a guy who's playing on Sunday yeah no Tua. Dolphins, Patriots. That is, yeah, that's... Give me the paths for the Dolphins. So, the path for the Dolphins, winning out obviously puts them in no matter what. Um, Losing and winning one, it still allows them to uh, get in. And if they lose out, they're definitely done. But uh, as long as they win one of these, they still have a pretty good chance of uh, making it, depending on the outcome of the final week between the uh, the Jets and the Patriots' different games. Yep. Eagles, Saints, I would imagine this is – Eagles have the one seed locked up at this point, right? Uh, no, they do not actually. If the Eagles go on a fall-on uh, bender hey. and can't manage to win another game. Yeah, that's all very fascinating. I'm not going to edit that out in post, actually. This is going to be amateur podcasting, Mason. So <laughs> so that was a good point. Thank you for giving me the rundown on, on the Dolphins. Uh, the Eagles, 
what are they playing for again? Can you just give me a rundown they, on that? I know that's where we were at. They are actually still playing for the number one seed. If they, as long as they win one game, they're the number one seed. If they lose out, there is actually the potential for them to drop all the way to the number five. Uh, it would require Dallas winning out and Minnesota winning out. But if if that if the Eagles win out or lose out and the Vikings were to win out, the Vikings actually would take the number one seed. Cool. So one more game they got to win. That shouldn't be too bad hard for them, though. Absolutely. Jet Seahawks, loser goes home. Pretty simple game. Boy, oh boy. Mike White. Mike White, Mike White, Mike White. Time to make yourself some money. Like, I, I know he's played well this year. But, like, if if you truly want to maybe trick the New York Jets into thinking you're the answer, go out and put up another 300-yard day against a, a pretty shaky Seahawks defense and get your team a 30-point score and and get a win over the Seahawks. And, and, and he might just sucker them into believing he's the guy next year. Yeah, I think so. I think Mike White has, like – just the perfect opportunity these last two weeks to go out there, just show a lot of, of heart and a little bit of skill. And he could totally get pegged for their starter for next year. And they would just move on with that. Yeah. I think he, I think he could manage especially if he took them to the playoffs on some crazy lark, like there's no way they'd get rid of Mike White. Absolutely. The Seahawks, meanwhile, they've just played really terrible football over the past month. Yeah, but just about the only thing that's positive is their passing game. Yeah, they really fell off a cliff there. It it was uh, a really great run there, but it's slowly been falling off the rails. But yeah, they they've got a couple paths where they could lose one and still make it, but they really do need to win out. Yeah, It'll or they be... need a ton of help. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what what's next for them. 49ers, Raiders. Raiders aren't still alive, right? That can't be right. No, the Raiders are not alive. Let's There's talk no about way. the no, Raiders oh God, really they quick. Alive. They are alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Right, so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So they have to win out. There's, it's a six-point plan. That's the only way they get the number seven seed. They have to win out. Miami has to lose out. New, the Jets have to lose to Seattle. New England has to lose to Buffalo. Pittsburgh has to lose one game. And Jacksonville has to do anything other than beat Houston and then lose to Tennessee. And the absolute scariest part is none of those sound terribly implausible. That would be... Very, very awkward because I think the Raiders situation over the past two days has been one of the most undercovered and most fascinating developments of the entire season. Derek Carr has been benched and is, quote unquote, stepping away from the team as not to be a distraction. The Derek Carr era in Las Vegas slash Oakland after what's it been now, six, seven years? I think almost no, nine. It has nine, been nine years. Nine years. Because he, I, I saw a stat that over those nine years, he has amassed the most losses of a starting quarterback in like NFL history. It's genuinely 
It was a good run. It was a long, deep run. But Derek Carr will not be the quarterback of the Raiders next year. What a development. And suddenly, to be completely honest, even though this was the worst year of his career, Mason, if I have to look at every quarterback that's available this offseason, between rookies and free agents, outside of maybe Tom Brady, he is the number one asset I would want to go get. I'm absolutely with you there. Just of everybody... I guess maybe if Aaron Rodgers came available, I might slot him a little higher too. But outside of that, like Derek Carr is the guy who is going to be getting courted by probably at least 10 different organizations this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be a wild march for Derek Carr. I think he's going to be connected to a lot of teams. To me, the Colts and the Jets would be the front runners. I think Jim Irsay wants, we've talked about this before, he wants a veteran big-name quarterback, and Derek Carr is that. The Jets need some kind of stability at the helm, and I think Derek Carr would it would be what I would put as the dictionary definition of NFL starting quarterback. Uh, what was the word I just used? It just escaped my mind. Of NFL starting quarterback consistency. He, he is what he is, and he's consistent all the way through. And he 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 provides stability, which is what the Jets need. The other team I think is very interesting that if they somehow didn't get Tom Brady and Sean Payton back, the Saints would also make a lot of sense. Um I think those are the three teams I could, I would most likely see Derek Carr on next year, I think. So not that I find it likely at all, but the team that I bet if he went and got plugged into, he could make the biggest difference for, and you would see a huge impact with, would actually be the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Because again, that consistency, and that's the thing, he is consistent, and Bill Belichick would love knowing that he could count on exactly what Derek Carr is going to give him week to week and build an offense around that. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't thought about that. That's a very good point. I don't think he would go there, especially with the Josh McDaniels poisoning that just happened. Yeah. But uh, that would be a scary marriage, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, the 49ers, Brock Purdy, I thought had his best game last week. I thought that was – And also – Looking at my handy-dandy chart, the 49ers are still in it for the one seed as well. Right. I thought, I don't know if you agree or not, I thought Brock Purdy played his best game last week. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, and although, I, you know what, Brock Purdy's looked good in general. I don't think that I've really seen Brock when I'm like, oh, man, dude, you're looking real rough and bad. He's looked hidden a bit, and... Uh, he hasn't had always like the best, you know, wild throw. He's not Josh. He's not, you know, some of these big name quarterbacks, but for a Kyle Shanahan quarterback, he's doing everything he could possibly want for him. Yeah. And man, some of those touchdown throws I've been seeing too. God, he's looking good. Yeah. Very good. It'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, the rest of the way with him. Uh, they will have Trey Lance coming back next year, but if Brock Purdy somehow takes them on a deep playoff run and looks good. Like, I think that's a very fascinating battle to look at next year. Because I do think eventually they're going to let Jimmy G walk. 
uh, I think I, just makes no financial sense for them to keep keeping him. No, they got to let him walk. It's, I mean, I care. They wanted him gone this off season. They just, there's no, they couldn't find a suitor would be my guess. Right. Uh, but I, I mean, if Brock does do a really great job this off season, you got to think that there's, there's like a little voice in the back of Kyle Shanahan's head of like Trey, Trey already got injured, man. Like, do you want another quarterback who's going to be here for eight games and then leave you high and dry for the last half of the season? Right. Like that has been his absolute plague since he's gotten there is he can't keep a quarterback for a whole season. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that retrospect. The fact that he's been so consistently successful while rotating through quarterbacks, though, like Kyle yeah. Shanahan deserves consideration for coach of the year every freaking year. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> Rams Chargers don't want to talk about this a lot. Just want to brag. All year, all off season, there was a certain co-host on this podcast that told me the Chargers are so overrated. They're not even going to make the playoffs this year. Like they're going to Charger. It's going to be the same old thing. This is different. Are they the best team in the world? No. But Justin Herbert is a god is playing like a god and he might just drag him to an upset win over one of these top seeds in the AFC playoffs. I don't want to talk about the Chargers a ton because their game to me doesn't really matter. And I don't really even want to know what the chart says. I want to speed through this one, <laughs> but I don't know, Mason. I, I just, you know, I feel like so many people hate on Justin Herbert. Like it's time to give the guy some love. He got his team to the playoffs. That's awesome. I love Justin Herbert. I just wish he was on a team that was a little more stable and capable of pulling off, you know, normal wins. Yeah. Not being absolutely crazy sometimes and just losing stuff for no particular reason, but they made it to the playoffs and that's really all that matters. Cause you're right. They have Justin Herbert. All he needs to do is string together some amazing. I don't think, with the team that they have and the coaching staff and everything. I don't think that's a Super Bowl team, but you're not wrong. I think they could knock off one of those higher seeded teams for an upset win before, you know, losing in the divisional round, but they're perfectly capable of hanging with some of these teams. It's just, again, I think when you're talking about the, the best teams in the league right now, three of the top four AFC contenders right now, that playoffs is going to be a gauntlet. Yes. So, but yeah, they're they're uh, they're seeding things somewhere between five and seven, not particularly interesting in any meaningful way. And obviously, the Rams, as we all know, tied for the fastest for a Super Bowl champion to have been eliminated from the playoffs statistically. Yeah. Um. Here's what we're gonna do: three biggest games of the week coming up. We're going to take a break, quick break. We'll be back, and we'll talk about them after this. Okay, final three games here. Big games. Two of them pretty big. The other one's just a great rivalry. Let's get to Vikings-Packers. Vikings obviously already clinched a playoff spot. I'm not so interested in the Vikings. But the Packers are suddenly playing winning football, and suddenly... Aaron Rodgers looks like he's figuring it out 
even with these limited wide receivers, what do the Packers need to do to make the playoffs? The Packers need a little bit of help, which they actually got last week for them. And at this point, all they would need is to win out, and they need Washington or uh, the Giants to lose one of their next two. Or, well, the Giants would actually need to lose out as well. But, uh, yeah, they still have a pretty nice path to the six or seven seed. I know Minnesota has, you know, been good most of the year, but they've looked at least somewhat vulnerable here, and the Packers have been on an upswing. I I know it, it, it a lot has to happen, I know. But I, I just would not bet against Aaron Rodgers needing to win out and getting a little luck going his way to make the playoffs. I think that they are going to finish with a winning record, and I, I think they're going to win out. And if, and if I had to pick a team that I think is going to finish out in the playoffs – as much as I like the Lions, I think I'd pick the Packers every time. I I probably would too. I mean, again, I love the Lions and, and what a good story they've been this year. But man, Aaron Rodgers is dialed in right now. And I mean, he knows the scenario that he needs in order to get in the playoffs. So I am not anywhere near ready to bet against him making hay on that. Yeah, absolutely. So... I think we should pick this game. I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to say Packers by a score of 28 to 23. I'm also going to pick the Packers. And I think that uh, this is going to be the game where everyone goes, oh, crap, Green Bay is uh, is there. And I think it's going to be 42 to 40 absolute barn burner just Tony's left right and sideways okay and no and no it won't be by coughing up 36 points in one half okay on to Steelers Ravens Steelers, an absolute classic. Uh, so tell me, what what do you think goes down here? Man, I, I is Mar Jackson isn't back, is he? It's still we're still rocking. Um, I believe it's still Tyler Huntley. Tyler, yeah. Uh, okay, man, that makes it really tough. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, obviously the Ravens do have, you know, some stuff to play for, but they've already locked up their seed or not their seed. They're their ticket to the playoffs. So, oh man, and, and Pittsburgh, as crazy as it sounds, they are absolutely still capable of making that number seven seed. They need a lot of help. But uh, again, it's it's. Miami losing out, it's New England losing to Buffalo, it's the Jets losing to Seattle. Those aren't improbable things. No, absolutely not. 
I mean, so at the end of the day, I I think maybe Pittsburgh's going to want it a little more. Yeah, I, I think that's an absolutely accurate. I, I think it's an, I would totally, I think it's an accurate uh, assessment is, is what I mean to say here. So, I, you know, it's probably going to be pretty low scoring because neither team is exactly out there lighting the world on fire offensively. But And then, honestly, that works just to Pittsburgh's favor as well. They love low-scoring close games. So does the Ravens. But, again, which is why it's always such a good game between these two. It's going to be pretty rough. But I think I think at the end of the day, I think Pittsburgh ends up pulling this one out and keeps the playoff lives hope for uh, both of these teams. Yeah, I, I think – yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. All right. Let's just get to it here. We need to. Bills, Bengals. I'm just going to let you go on this one. Tell me what you're looking for here. I'll just lead by saying I think the Josh Allen has had one of these stretches that he typically has where he looks like a kind of average quarterback with some mistakes, but still the brilliance is is mixed in there. What are you thinking as far as how this plays out? <clears throat> I I think that I mean this is one of the games where it really could go either way. Um, you've had the Bengals where they just decide not to show up for half of the game every so often, and you you got Josh throwing some airmail balls straight to defenders the past couple of weeks here and there, but they seem to have found a run game. They're both absolutely excellent teams who both absolutely deserve to be in the top hierarchy of the power rankings. But I think at the end of the day, the consistency that Buffalo's had on defense, and if they can keep the ground game that they found last week going forward, that's a recipe for for beating any team out there. There's there's not a lot of teams that will be able to deal with not only the ability to, to just like drag the clock down the way that they can by running the ball as effectively as they did. Uh, Devin Singletary averaged like nine yards a carry last week, as did James Cook. It was absolutely unreal the the absolute amount of gain that they had on that. And then you sprinkle that in with having a guy in Josh who is able to hit anywhere on the field from anywhere on the field at any given time. You have to respect that at all times. Uh, we joke about it at the games a lot of times that it, it, the red zone for the Bills starts at about the 40-yard line. Once they hit that, you better watch out because he's definitely throwing a laser to the end zone. It's all he wants. And we, so you mix those two things together, there's not a lot that can be done to to – put that off the rails because you come after one they'll just lean on the other one and, and take you to town it's the same way the eagles have seemed so phenomenally dangerous while jalen hurts is there is because they have that good mixture of both of those and buffalo seems to finally have found that balance so i think it's gonna be a tough game for the Bengals. but joe burrow's been absolutely on fire jamar chase looks so so good every time he touches the ball it's gonna be a very quality game i think with a lot of good a lot of scoring Yeah, I think that's a pretty good assessment as well. Lots of scoring, lots of big plays. This feels like a game that for the Bengals is about 
showing that they are with the Bills and the Chiefs. If they can win this game and beat both of them, I think that they are absolutely a team to be considered a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. So a big game for the Bengals here. Mason, thanks so much for joining me here. This has been a fun game. Fun, fun time talking. We will we will see you next time. Awesome. Thanks for having me again, man. See you, Mason. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>